Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Experience unlined perfection with the nearly undetectable Invisible Lift Demi Bra, or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44, that's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you can always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hey folks, it's Maria. I've got to share this game changer, Akalo's D3 patch. Forget pills, this patch delivers vitamin D3 10 times longer. Boost your immune system, sleep better, regulate mood, and support bone and heart health. Wear a patch before bed and leave it on for 24 hours. It's that simple. Living in the Pacific Northwest without much sunlight, these patches are great for me. Or if you find yourself dealing with the winter blues, they're discreet and perfect for my sensitive skin. Oh, and they even have a patch for hangovers and jet lag if that's something that affects you. Try them today with a money-back guarantee at acalo.co. Take charge of your health. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Criminalia. If you're bracing yourself for more discussions of false imprisonment and extreme torture, this episode has neither. No one is wrongly accused of a crime here. The crime we're going to talk about is that alchemy has long been considered a bunch of quackery. This is our Alchemical April Fool episode, starring names that may surprise you. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. Social conventions, economics, and royal patronage greatly affected alchemy's history and development. But there's no mistake that no matter the where or the when, its practice laid the foundation for the modern science of chemistry. And though the contributions of alchemists have been dismissed by scholars for years, centuries to be accurate, some of the names that we recognize as being influential in the early days of our modern sciences were also alchemists. Whether it was known that they were practicing alchemists, that is a different story. 
He put Aristotle's theory of the elements, as well as Paracelsus's three primes, or tria prima of alchemy, to the test with analysis and thorough criticism. He defined chemical elements, compounds, and mixtures, and coined the term chemical analysis. He was an advocate of corpuscularianism, a theory partly based in alchemical work that stated all matter is composed of minute particles. He believed that he had achieved a form of reverse transmutation by changing gold into silver. And he also believed that the Philosopher's Stone existed. So who was this transmutational alchemist? We're talking about the guy who's often known as the father of modern chemistry, Robert Boyle. That's right. And Robert Boyle was born on January 25th, 1627 in the town of Lismore, County Waterford, Ireland. He was the 14th child of Richard Boyle, 1st Earl of Cork, Lord Treasurer of the Kingdom of Ireland, and his second wife, Catherine Fenton, who was the daughter of the Secretary of State in Ireland. Through business, marriage, and land ownership, Richard became one of the most powerful landed and industrial magnates in 17th century Ireland. And we really have to be clear that the Boyle family was incredibly rich. It's often said it was one of the wealthiest families in the British Isles at the time that Robert lived. As a child in this very aristocratic family, Robert was educated in some of the most prestigious schools and by some of the most amazing minds. He attended Eton College, and he even studied with tutors around Europe for several years. He took a, just a general chemistry class in high school. You may remember Robert Boyle as the person who discovered the law of gases. Boyle's law states that the volume of a gas decreases with increasing pressure and vice versa. He was a resolute proponent of the experimental method, which is a method of research that's conducted using the assignment and the manipulation of variables to test a hypothesis, which is really just a long way of saying that the method is used to show a cause and effect relationship between two variables. He's regarded as one of the pioneers of modern experimental scientific method, and he's widely considered to be one of the first modern chemists and founders of the science of chemistry. So why would he bother with something like alchemy. Since its beginnings a few thousand years ago, alchemy was divided among philosophical, religious, mystical, and scientific pursuits. It was a branch of natural philosophy that combined proto-scientific work and philosophy, and it flourished around the world for centuries. But alchemy has a bad reputation among modern scientists, primarily because of the association it developed with astrology, black magic, and the occult. Considered tricksters and frauds for overpromising and underdelivering, many alchemists themselves did not help their own reputation. Sometimes, of course, they ended up executed for it. It's a story we have seen this season. Remember George Honauer? He was a goldsmith and an alchemist in the late 16th century, and he claimed that he could convert iron into gold. But when he could not deliver on that claim, Duke Frederick I of Württemberg had him dressed in a gold tinsel suit and hanged from a gallows covered in gold-colored foil. We're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor, and when we return, we'll get into how and why alchemy grew into the respectable science of chemistry. When it comes to makeup looks, I really like full glam, but I also often just need an easy day look, and Thrive Cosmetics has been my go-to. 
I also travel a lot. I'm really guilty of lugging around way too much makeup in my suitcase, and I'm trying to curb that habit. And Thrive's Brilliant Eye Brightener is the key to the whole thing. So instead of packing a bunch of palettes that I may or may not use, I can just throw a few of these slim sticks in my bag and I get all the shimmer and shadow I'm looking for. I streamline my packing. I can blend them together. They blend like butter. And you can layer different colors to get something truly unique. And then you just have your look all pulled together. Your eyes are brighter. You look well-rested. And you look really pretty glam for a very easy look. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. It's easy to see why they get so many five-star reviews. And even better, they give back to communities. For every product that you purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. So you look great and you can feel great about how you got there. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash criminalia for 20% off your first order. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com slash iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen up. Hangovers cost the U.S. $300 billion in productivity every year. But I've got the secret, Akalo wearable vitamins. Avoid hangovers by preventing them in the first place. Just peel, stick, and enjoy 24 hours of B1 goodness. It's not just for hangovers. Beats jet lag and boosts metabolism, too. Go to Akalo.co today. Trust me, it's a game changer. Plus, with Akalo's money-back guarantee, you've got nothing to lose except the hangover. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. 
and we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back to Criminalia. Between alchemy and chemistry, there once was a field of study known as chemistry. That's with two Ys. Please allow us to explain. Alchemy is based on the idea that every substance is made up of some combination of the four Aristotelian elements. Earth, fire, air, water. You'll note this is different from chemical elements, such as sodium or phosphorus. It was sort of the proto-concept of the periodic table of elements, but obviously simplified and a little misguided. So, if you were able to figure out the right proportions of those four elements, you would be able to make gold, or the elixir of life, or maybe whatever you wanted. Throughout its history, alchemy was sometimes celebrated, sometimes feared. Its secretive nature drew suspicions from the government and from the church, and many who practiced did so in secret, in part because they feared punishment from those establishments. So there's this full circle going around here. But there were alchemists who did legitimate work. Legit chemical experimentation, processes, and applications that helped bring alchemy into what we know as modern chemistry. It was about the turn of the 18th century when alchemy and chemistry started to grow apart. Medieval scientific study was dominated by the ideas of the Greek philosopher Aristotle and physician-slash-philosopher Paracelsus. Boyle, that meant, was working at an interesting time. Alchemy was still very much alive and practiced during his lifetime. But it's not like alchemy woke up one morning to find out it was now called chemistry. The period from the 15th century through the 18th century is often referred to as the early modern world. And the first half of that period, from the late 15th century through the 17th century, is considered the dawn of a hybrid between alchemy and chemistry, called chemistry. It sounds like chemistry, but it's spelled as follows, C-H-Y-M-I-S-T-R-Y. An alchemist could have been known as an alchemist, sure, but he also might have been known as a chemist. That's spelled C-H-Y-M-I-S-T. Hybrid names for a hybrid science. And it's not just Boyle who straddles this alchemical-slash-chemist line. Influential early chemists such as George Ernst Stahl and Isaac Newton did, too. And there really wasn't a whole lot that was different between a laboratory used by an alchemist versus one that was used by an early chemist. Yes, the father of modern physics and the inventor of calculus, Isaac Newton, was a curious and practiced alchemist. And he didn't just dabble or borrow from their works and theories. Newton believed that in his experiments, he had found the recipe for the philosopher's stone. But you'd never have known. He kept that business a well-guarded secret. Those scholars have known for a long time that Newton had a general interest in alchemy. It wasn't until much more recently that science historians discovered the scope of his interest. Through analysis of his voluminous alchemical works housed in the Newtonian archives, most of which were actually never published, he was prolific. They've learned he was quite serious about the study and practice and spent three decades trying to transmute one chemical element into another. It's actually pretty telling that Newton's interest in alchemy was something he didn't advertise. 
it already had a bad reputation in his time. Newton's writings also show that he was strongly influenced in his work by a person who wrote under the name Arrhenius Philalethes. According to modern historians, that was colonial American Harvard-educated alchemist George Starkey, also known as George Stirk, hiding behind the pseudonym. Starkey, who called himself the philosopher by fire, was a physician and an alchemist who not only influenced Newton, but also Boyle and other early modern scientists. It was perfectly reasonable for Isaac Newton to believe in alchemy, says William Newman, a historian at Indiana University Bloomington. And he continues, quote, Most of the experimental scientists of the 17th century did. In his opinion, alchemy was synonymous with chemistry, and chemistry was much bigger than transmutation. No one, though, successfully transmuted any metal into gold. No one discovered the Philosopher's Stone or the Elixir of Life. But that doesn't mean that this was all for nothing, or that it was even all bunk. Alchemists discovered a lot of significant things we've discussed on the show before. Distillation, refining of ores, the production of gunpowder, the manufacturing of glass and ceramics, things like leather tanning, the production of inks, dyes, and paints. There's so much more to add to that list that came out of alchemy. Using laboratory-based analysis and synthesis, alchemists were among the first to formulate the principle of mass balance, and their experiments on crystallographic analysis would seem right at home in a modern chemistry lab. They invented many of the instruments and equipment that you will still find used in modern laboratories, and those of you who were with us during our first season, where we talked all about lady poisoners, hey, hey, here it is. Alchemists were the ones to isolate the chemical element arsenic first. I feel like since that first season, I'm never going to be more than, say, maybe two steps away from arsenic in my life. It always just seems to pop up in articles or somewhere. (laughs) Arsenic is the Kevin Bacon of modern history. (laughs) Uh, And on that, we're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. And when we're back, we will explain how a true alchemist never admits it. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen up. Hangovers cost the U.S. $300 billion in productivity every year. But I've got the secret, Akalo wearable vitamins. Avoid hangovers by preventing them in the first place. Just peel, stick, and enjoy 24 hours of B1 goodness. It's not just for hangovers. Beats jet lag and boosts metabolism, too. Go to akalo.co today. Trust me, it's a game changer. Plus, 
With Akalo's money-back guarantee, you've got nothing to lose except the hangover. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome back to Criminalia. We discovered that Boyle penned a list of things he predicted would be invented, including antidepressants. But first, we're going to talk about patent protection among alchemists. Science historian, chemist, and professor at Johns Hopkins University, Lawrence Principe is also one of the world's foremost experts on alchemy. He deciphers codes and replicates ancient formulas and Time and again, he has shown that the metaphors used to write alchemical recipes really do provide real laboratory instructions, if, that is, you can decipher them. In 1989, he analyzed volumes of Boyle's writings in the Royal Society of London. Those writings, he found, are thick with references to Boyle's own attempts at transmutation and include the same phrasing, vocabulary, and symbology known among alchemists. Boyle believed in empiricism and that a scientist's results should be shared with peers so that their experiments could be repeated and their results confirmed. But Principe discovered that while Boyle advocated knowledge sharing, he did, like a true alchemist, use code words in his texts. For example, whenever Boyle wrote Ormond in a recipe, he was really referring to potassium nitrate. For many alchemists, that was a way to keep their study out of what they considered dangerous hands, which is also another way of saying that there was a belief among alchemists that only some people could and should be in the know. But according to Principe, in Boyle's case, it may have been more like a version of patent protection after rivals had stolen some of his work. Uh, so speaking of stealing work, 
1660, Boyle published his work, New Experiments Physico-Mechanical, Touching the Spring of the Air and Its Effects, in which he explored the physical nature of air and discussed his experiments using an air pump to create a vacuum. This was only 17 years after Evangelista Torricelli produced the first laboratory vacuum. That happened in 1643. And in the second edition of New Experiments Physico-Mechanical, published two years later in 1662, Boyle outlined his law of gases, stating that the volume of a gas varies inversely to the pressure of the gas. In 1661, he wrote The Skeptical Chemist. The Skeptical Chemist is where Boyle argued for the scientific method of inquiry and the development of proof, and today it's considered a foundational work. It's also considered the point when the mystical traditions of alchemy transitioned into the science of chemistry. Boyle respected alchemical work, elevated the practice into a science, and established his reputation as a founder of modern chemistry. There's a quote from William Newman, who we referenced earlier, that says that Boyle, quote, basically pillaged the work of the German physician and alchemist Daniel Sennert who published a few decades before him in the early 17th century. And he borrowed heavily and without any kind of acknowledgement from Center in his essay on corpuscularianism, titled Of the Atomical Philosophy. And again in his work, The Skeptical Chemist, where he used Center's experiments of gold and silver, again without acknowledgement. Newman has also pointed out that some of Center's corpuscularian ideas owe much to the corpuscularian alchemical theory of the Summa Perfectionists of the Pseudo-Jabert, a collection of alchemical writings that dates back to the late 13th and early 14th century. Incidentally, the Jabert referenced in the name is not Abu Musa Jabir ibn Hayyan, who was an influential part of the Islamic Golden Age of Alchemy. We spoke about this in a recent episode. Hayyan was known by the name Jabert throughout Europe, and much of his work had been translated into Latin during the 11th through the 13th centuries. There is another Jabert known as the Pseudo-Jabert. Scholars believe it may have been a 13th century alchemist, possibly a man named Paul of Taranto who borrowed the name. Or perhaps they say it might have been a few alchemists who published under the pseudonym. No one is exactly sure. But people who were not that man used that man's name. So what's the quote from the Dalai Lama? Share your knowledge. It's a way to achieve immortality. In 1660, with 11 other polymaths, Boyle formed the Royal Society in London, which was created to discuss scientific topics and share knowledge, as well as to witness experiments. Peer review wouldn't be introduced as we know it until 1731, when the work Medical Essays and Observations was published by the Royal Society of Edinburgh. A devout and pious Anglican, Boyle was elected president of the society in 1680, but refused the position because he felt that the oath required of him violated his religious principles. The Royal Society's motto, nullius in verba, can be roughly translated to take nobody's word for it. One of my goals, Principe is quoted as saying, is to demonstrate the importance of alchemy to the history of science and to show that alchemy cannot be dismissed out of hand as a worthless and past endeavor, simply because the alchemist had a worldview very different from our own. In 1668, Boyle moved permanently to London to live with his sister, who was also his best friend, Catherine Jones, Viscountess Ranella. 
Catherine was also a scientist and a political and religious philosopher, and the two of them spent much of their later years together sharing scientific ideas and editing each other's manuscripts. Robert died from paralysis on December 31, 1691. That was just a week after Catherine had died. After his death, found among his private papers, was a kind of wish list of things Boyle hoped would be achieved through science in the coming centuries. And his list includes things that have come to be, like airplanes, organ transplants, submarines, commercial agriculture, psychotropic drugs. But it does seem we're still waiting for the prolonged life and recovery of youth, though. (laughs) I mean, I think that's debatable. Maybe we're on our way. Depends how you look at it. (laughs) So let's toast to alchemy. Yeah, let's have a an alchemical toast. Yes. This one got me thinking a lot about the idea of hiding things. <laughs> so I took it as an opportunity to take a cocktail I don't like and make it into something I do like by hiding the flavors I don't enjoy. Okay, that's like a fantastic little drink project right there. And I'm calling it Newton's Secret. <laughs> <laughs> So, the cocktail that I do not enjoy is a Negroni. Oh, okay. Do you like those? I I don't really, I wouldn't go up and order one, but if you put it in front of me, I'd accept it. It's not your go-to? No, at all. So, for those of you that don't know, a Negroni is super easy to make. It's one of those things that, like, every bartender should know how to make it because it's super basic in terms of how it's made, but it's also been around long enough. There are lots of people that like it. And it's an interesting drink. It's just the flavors are not for me. I'm not a big Campari fan. Uh, Campari is tricky. It, it is. It very much is. Uh, yeah. And we'll talk about why in a moment. <laughs> Sit back and wait. <laughs> so the Negroni is very easy to make. It's one part gin, one part Campari, and one part sweet vermouth. You're combining three things I don't love. <laughs> gin has grown on me, but I still... It has to be a you know particular and very delicious gin. Mm. And Campari is technically a bitter. It's yeah. a liqueur and it is, it will slap you. It's not your friend. And Sweet Vermouth, that name is a misnomer. <laughs> it doesn't taste like candy. <laughs> it's like when you're a kid and you see scotch and you think it might taste like butterscotch, but it does exactly, not. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right, Sweet Vermouth is called that because sugar is used. It's a fortified wine and sugar is used in that process, but the flavor is really quite spicy. And so those three things, they make a very interesting flavor. You don't shake a Negroni, you stir it with ice because you want to chill it all together. It's still a little slap in the face for me. It's not my favorite thing. And I thought, what can I do to make this more yummy? And I do know a lot of people that will sub in one of these ingredients with Saint-Germain, which I love. Yeah. I didn't do a sub out, though. I just added. And I kept everything equal parts because that was my other challenge Mm -hmm. to myself. So I added one part Saint-Germain. This is where you get a little choose-your-own-adventure option. I love these. Because I thought if I just add a juice to this, because that elder elderberry liqueur does some cool things on its own, where it softens up that bitter edge, and um, it has its own not-cloying sweetness, but it does sweeten it up a mm-hmm. little. And I thought, if we add a juice to this, you know, one part juice, surely we'll have cracked it. And I added just a, a one part cranberry juice, and I actually found that to be very yummy. And of course I said... 
my beloved, come here and test this drink. <laughs> right. Because I know you also dislike the base material, and we'll see if this is better to you. But today is the day I discovered that my husband also doesn't like cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> so there's really nothing about this drink that is redeeming for him. <laughs> then I was thinking, surely there's got to be a way that we can make this work. And I did a second one in which I put pineapple juice completely changes the profile. And to me, that was not as yummy as the cranberry juice one, but to him, it was much nicer. Okay, well, it's good information. I think the one part juice is a choose-your-own-adventure portion. I bet if you like grapefruit juice, that might do something beautiful here. Mm, interesting. I have mixed feelings about grapefruit juice too. anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> I would give it a try to see how it works in here, but, my, but I'm like, do I have to buy the whole bottle to do that? <laughs> right. I like the cranberry juice just fine. You could do a grape juice and I bet you'd get one there. A lot of the alcohol taste goes away. That is Newton's secret. And you just want to stir those together again with ice. Normally you would serve a Negroni with a, a large cube. Since you're messing with it already, you don't have to be as particularly adherent to those kinds of cocktail rules. But this is an interesting one to do a mocktail of oh, because yeah, with a mocktail, there's you don't have to hide anything. The mocktail is quite different, but it also has some of the same notes that play together. So I think what you want to do is select a floral tea for yourself. I would go with like a chrysanthemum here. And you're going to brew the tea, but then you're going to boil it down and reduce it a little bit and then add an equal part sugar and make like a chrysanthemum syrup. Nice. And I would add that to the juice of your choice. And then I would zest the peel of an orange on top. So you still get some of that bite and sharpness. And that is what I would do over ice for Newton's secret in mocktail version. Newton's secret is that it's a Negroni in a cloak. In <laughs> <laughs> <And>, like <laughs> the alchemy gear. <laughs> Robes and a hat. <laughs> That's the part that you hide. So over that, you would put a very fancy... A uh, frock coat and, and hose. <laughs> yeah. yes. That's how that would go. Hey, so I have a question about about the drink and the juice. So yes. I am a huge cranberry fan. Should I do one that has like 100% juice, but like a little sweeter? You do want the sweeter cranberry juice here. Okay. And I would say if it's one of those things where if you have unsweetened cranberry juice on hand, don't go out and buy more. You could just add a little simple syrup in there to eh, sweeten it yourself. A little touch of sweetness. It's a little, a little skosh. Since I don't bring it to the table myself, I'll just have to bring a little one. <laughs> 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 I'll have a tablespoon of it with me. <laughs> no, but that's, it's an interesting thing, and it's a, it was a fun experiment. I have been thinking a lot about... It came up recently while I was traveling, and I was at a bar that I love, mm -hmm. and normally always get amazing drinks, and I got a, a drink that I get all the time, which is a Vodka Collins. Yeah. But... The bartender there didn't seem to have the hang of it. And so I was like, okay, what else can I order mm -hmm. that will make this into a yummy drink? So in that case, I went the lazy route and was just like, hey, can I also get a ginger ale? And I just kind of combined them. And that was fine. But it did make me think a lot about fixing drinks mm -hmm. and like when you can and cannot rescue a cocktail that might not be to your taste. Again, I always encourage people to experiment and try that. You can encode your Negroni in a more delicious <laughs> juice. <laughs> that is Newton's secret. And if you make it, I hope it's fun. If you try a different juice, let us know, because I want to know what works for everybody. Because everybody's palate is a little different. 
I even thought about, ooh, what if I put coconut water on this? What would that do? But Did you try? I didn't, didn't try. I didn't try. No. You know, you got to limit the number of experiments you do. <laughs> Robert Boyle would tell you, you can't have that many variables. Newton would tell you he worked for three decades trying on that. <laughs> <laughs> right? We thank you for hanging out, hearing our cocktail recipes and our stories. And we will be right back here next week on Criminalia with some more alchemy and witchcraft. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Experience unlined perfection with the nearly undetectable Invisible Lift Demi Bra, or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44, that's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen up. Hangovers cost the U.S. $300 billion in productivity every year. But I've got the secret. Akalo wearable vitamins. Avoid hangovers by preventing them in the first place. Just peel, stick, and enjoy 24 hours of B1 goodness. It's not just for hangovers. Beats jet lag and boosts metabolism, too. Go to Akalo.co today. Trust me, it's a game changer. Plus, with Akalo's money-back guarantee, you've got nothing to lose except the hangover. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.